0: Isaiah foretells the end of the exile of God's people in Babylon. The Lord will pardon his people and lead them to freedom. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass." The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord will stand forever. Get you up on a, to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and His arm rules for Him. His reward is with Him and His recompense before Him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead, um, and gently lead the mother sheep. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
1: Our reading this morning is from Second Peter.
0: If the Lord appears
1: to be delaying His coming, it is only to give His people time for repentance. By leading lives of holiness, Christians can ensure their readiness a reading from the second letter of Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, And the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be leading in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fear? But in accordance with this promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God.
2: The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the River Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. One of my professors at SLU has written a book called The Diet of John the Baptist. Um, it's 180 or 190 pages long. Um, mostly, it's about how people have interpreted that, and as the gospel got translated from Greek into Syriac and some other languages, what things were used to translate locusts and wild honey. But it is important what John the Baptist eats. Um, I'm not one for grasshoppers very much, but um, that's what John ate. You can get them their delicacies in some places. But if you go back to the book of Leviticus, Leviticus says that grasshoppers are okay to eat, locusts are okay, but not to be offered on the altar to God. Only domesticated animals can be offered to God. But locusts are clean for eating. So they're the food of last resort. If the locust um, has come through and stripped your field bare and there's nothing left to eat, it's okay to eat the locusts. You won't be rendered unclean by it. Same thing with wild honey. Wild honey cannot be offered on the altar to God, but it can be eaten because it's not domesticated. Ever tried to domesticate bees? Not so easy. So John is opting out of the economy and the religion of his day. He's not buying or selling anything for his food. It's stuff that you can pick up off the ground. That's the only place you can get locusts and wild honey in the, in the hives. But he's also not making any offering to God. So he's opted out of both economy and religion. Now, John wasn't the only person in his day to do that. There were lots of crazy folks down by the banks of the Jordan baptizing people. They were making a political statement. If you went out to the Jordan, crossed over into the wilderness, and then came back across the Jordan into the Holy Land, the claim that you were making is that those people over there in Jerusalem are corrupt, and we need to retake the Holy Land just like Joshua did with the people of Israel when he came in the first time. So the Romans paid a great deal of attention to those baptizers out there at the river because of their political motivations. But John is different. He's not standing there on the banks of the Jordan pointing back to Jerusalem and saying, those people over there are corrupt. He actually convinces the people who listen to him that they have a share in the problem. He preaches a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We all share in what the problems are. What would it look like for us to eat grasshoppers today? I'm not proposing that we do it, but what would be a similar kind of statement? Somebody sent me on Facebook A picture, actually, it was four photographs put side by side with captions that I just absolutely loved. One of them showed a bunch of tents outside on the sidewalk in front of a Best Buy store. People waiting to get in to get whatever the latest gadget was. And the caption said, legal. Next to it was a photograph of a bunch of tents set up in a city park with all of the Occupy posters put up there. And the caption said, illegal. The next photograph was people in the store sort of elbowing their way to get to the whatever it was that they were all trying to get, and the caption said, normal. And the next picture was of the police clearing out one of the parks of the Occupy movement and the caption said, insane. And then underneath it, it said, because television says so. Now I've got a lot of problems with the Occupy movement. I'm not suggesting we all ought to go out and become occupiers, but Here's a way of opting out, which John the Baptist has done, in order to look in and see the problems. And I love the juxtaposition of these these pictures as we get into this crazy retail time. Is this really sane? Are Are we wanting to say that this is sane? So that we can make a critique, and if we're following John the Baptist, see our own complicity in the problems. We all like to buy things and shop for things, and so we're complicit in the craziness that goes on. We try and get on the Internet and get the latest gadget, so we're complicit. But John doesn't stop there. He points that out to the people, and then when Jesus shows up, he baptizes Jesus. Jesus has also opted out, and then Jesus opts back in. Jesus eats meals that have been offered at the altar. He doesn't eat grasshoppers and honey. But he eats those meals with all the wrong people. All the people who have been pushed aside by that same economy that John has opted out of, by that same religion that John has opted out of. So Advent is a time for us to opt out a little bit, to back up. Notice that we don't sing any Christmas carols before Christmas in church. We've opted out of that kind of craziness, of that sort of run-up to Christmas, to look at the situation and say, what is the craziness here? And then we opt back in. So maybe during Advent, as as you shop for presents, you decide, well, I'm not going to get everybody on my list of present. I'm going to make contributions to a charity and tell them that I've done that. Or maybe that's what I'll ask for when people say, what do you want for Christmas? I'll make a contribution to charity. And then we opt back in. We go cook at the piecemeal, or we do the thing here with the seniors and and eat with those folks who have been pushed aside. The passage from Peter talks about the delay of the parousia. People were wanting Jesus to come back right now, and it wasn't happening. And he says, don't worry. A day in God's time is like a thousand years in our time. It's going to happen. But then there's a line in there that startles me what lives you ought to live in holiness in order to wait for and hasten the coming of that day. We don't just wait for God to do God's thing. We hasten it by doing our thing, by opting out and looking at the situation and saying, what needs to be changed? How can we live holy lives? And then opting back in and doing those little things that we can do We hasten that so that when it's revealed, this new heavens and new earth will be a place where righteousness lives. That's what Peter says, a place where righteousness is at home. We have to step back to see what's wrong and then step back in to begin ever so slowly and ever so slightly to build that righteousness that is at home in this new heaven and new earth. Amen.